Welcome to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. It's Friday, November 10, 2023. I'm Ash Bennington. Today is Veterans Day in the United States, so the Real Vision Daily Briefing team has put together this great piece highlighting some of the best conversations we have on our Real Vision Pro tier. Our first clip is from the Pro tier and is Ram Alawalia and Jim Bianco talking about the proposed Bitcoin spot ETF and whether or not it's already priced in to the price of Bitcoin. Take a look. Let's dive in. Obviously, we've got some significant action on 10-year yield treasuries in general. Got a hot print on GDP last week. Guys, how do you think about this big picture 50,000-foot view? Jim, let's start with you. Um, the, the story of the year has been that the economy continues to surprise to the upside. It does better than everybody thinks. The calls that a recession is around the corner have not proven to be correct. And there's little, in my mind, little evidence right now that that recession is going to materialize. Federal Reserve has stopped raising rates, or at least strongly hinted that they're going to do that. They said that they're okay with the market doing the work of the Fed, and that's exactly what's been happening as we've seen the 10-year yield push up over 5% last week and get up above 4.9% uh, this week. So trend in interest rates is going to continue higher, I believe. I'd be happy to explain that out. And that kind of is ground zero for the entire TradFi universe. What stocks have done, they had a 10% correction as of Friday's close for the first time since yeah. 2022. Well, you know, the Russell 2000 actually closed below its 2022 low. It's now 28% off of its December 21 peak. All of that's being driven um, by interest rates. Uh, the housing market is being affected by it. The commercial real estate market and cap rates are being affected by it. So that higher rate scenario that we have really just filters into everything. Yeah, 10% correction, but NASDAQ is up 22% year to date. So get your head around that, everybody. Uh, Ram, what are your thoughts, big picture? Sure. So first off, yeah, look, I'd agree. The, the economy is slowing down from 120 miles per hour towards more 60 miles per hour. I'll give you a statistic. Uh, last year around this time, you had year-over-year -year payment spend growth of about 8 to 9%. Now you're around 4.5%, which is what you saw in the 2017 to 2019. So the economy is slowing down, however. It's like watching an ice cube melt. And the reason why the consumer has been resilient, of course, is because of the terming out of mortgage debt, as well as the terming out of corporate credit. However, higher rates are slowing down activity. You can see that in the housing sector. You can see that when you look at uh, auto purchases or Tesla's earnings. Uh, and you know, I do believe we'll continue to see that gradual slowdown over time. And it's also been offset partially by the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which is actually adding stimulus and adding fiscal spending, uh, and the CHIPS Act. Uh, and so you're seeing a a resurgence of manufacturing. You've seen an uptrend in that. But yet in other parts of the economy, for example, home furnishings, look at Ethan Allen, they, they're declining, they're shrinking. So there's certain mixed effects that are out there. From a markets perspective, I would say markets are skittish. Uh, at the top of August, you know, as you know, we had an underweight call due to the fact that PE ratios has, had expanded four points without a commensurate rise in earnings. Now we've seen a significant correction. Risk aversion overall has increased. The number one metric to look at, of course, is the 10-year, which is the appropriate rate to discount 
long duration tech stocks. Uh, and I believe the second thing to look at is Apple's earnings, which are coming out this Thursday. See, I think there are two factors at work. One is rates, higher rates changes everything. Uh, but, and the Fed model is being tested right now and the Fed model is, is punishing stocks. But the second uh, is Apple, right? Apple is experiencing year over year revenue declines. Uh, it's a mature business and it's finding hard to grow earnings. So I think that's a factor that's weighing on the markets as well. Yeah, slight deceleration in earnings across the board this quarter. Uh, let's bring it back here to what we're here to talk about, which of course is the nexus between macro and crypto. Bitcoin year-to-date up over 100%. Ethereum up about 50% year-to-date. Uh, obviously, Bitcoin significantly outperforming. What's the thesis, Jim, for how you blend together macro and crypto with the context and the backdrop that you've just framed these markets in? Well, I think the big story in, in crypto, at least recently, when it comes to you know TradFi macro space, is the spot Bitcoin ETF. Um, I think it's a 100% chance that you're going to get one. I think all we're really quibbling about is the day you're going to get one. And you also have to can be concerned with the dynamics of how you get one. And what I mean by the dynamics is look back last month when the ETH futures ETFs were all approved. The SEC approved all nine of them on the same day and all nine of them rolled out on the same day. Um, there is a gigantic first mover advantage in uh, ETFs. Everybody knows it, the SEC knows it, and the SEC doesn't want to be accused of favoritism. They're not going to approve the grayscale conversion first or the, the BlackRock first, I believe. They're going to approve all of them on the same day when it happens. And then all of them are going to roll out on the same day as a, a Bitcoin um, spot ETF. And then we'll let the market decide which one, two, or three of them will survive and which of the other ones will kind of fall by the wayside. Uh, now that I've said that, uh, let me just go into an, a heterodox opinion for you, some out-of-the-box opinion. If this was a TradFi market, and I said, look, there's a 100% chance that this is going to happen, uh, I would look at the day that they are approved as the, as the biggest sell the news story of the second half of 2023. Because the entire... Bitcoin ETF should be in the price right now. It's happening just when. It's not going to not happen. It's just when it's going to happen. Uh, and I don't think that all the talk about, you know, the Maxi Port story about 14 billion, 18 billion, 19 billion over the next one, two or three years. Um, uh, or was that Galaxy Digital, excuse me, that put out that report? Uh, that uh, that's all probably true, but that should be in the price. Um, at this point. So I worry that, you know, if this is going to act like a TradFi market at all, in other words, it be efficient like a TradFi market, that what will happen when the real approval comes, not just yet another bogus story, is, is you'll have a, a couple of day rally and then that's it. And then the price will kind of meander sideways to lower for some period of time. Um, you know, I, I tend to look at, if you want a quick example of that, uh, I remember 2012 when Facebook came public, it was going to be the biggest IPO in human history. And it was coming public at $28. And basically, I remember being on, on CNBC with Maria Bartiromo, and that's why it's, what day does it hit 100? 
is what she was based. She basically had, not if it's going to go to 100. What day is it going to hit 100? <laughs> All right. It did. It did. You know, about three years later, four years later, it hit 100. But first it went to 11. First, you lost two thirds of your money. And then everything played out the way it, you thought it was going to. And that's what I fear with the, the spot Bitcoin ETF, that some similar pattern might play out first before you get all of the upside that everybody thinks it's going to come from it. All right, Rob, similar framework for you. Is this price totally priced in right now into Bitcoin? I, I don't believe it. I appreciate that take, though. I know, like, I, I think in Jim's defense, you look at the 2017 Bitcoin futures rollout, that was the top of the Bitcoin market. Let me come back to that in a moment. Let me frame it up this way. I believe the demise of FTX and Genesis in Q4 of last year, that put in the floor for the market. Anyone that didn't have conviction sold, and that put Bitcoin into long-term holder. So much of the first half of this rally, I believe, was technically driven as a non-consensus view of people who had conviction. Then the Bitcoin ETF narrative started to come online. It got a bit ahead of itself in June, July. We had an intermediate top. Uh, the liquidity in the market's still low, though. Um, I would also say that like when these ETFs fundamentally are, are finally approved, we want to reassess with the data at that point in time. There's a world of difference between today and the data we have at this time. So we should discount, I would say, what our views are today. I believe ultimately it's going to come down to the technical uh, demand. How effective is BlackRock at engaging their sales force? I do think it'll turn on those factors. And if they're not effective at that initially, and there's good reason to believe that they're not, then I think Jim is, is correct that that could be an intermediate top. Uh, there could be a correction, but that would be an opportunity to uh, leg back in into that if, that if that were to play out. So let me ask you this, Ron. Uh, is Jim's assumption correct that it's 100% certainty that we are going to get spot Bitcoin ETFs or do you quibble with that as well? I'm in the, I never say anything's 100% certain except for death taxes and Disney will churn out endless Star Wars movies, but I'll give it a 99.99 a with a trailing bar uh, to that. I believe that's the case. We'll see an ETF, yes.